Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Concessions and Confessions. I'm Steven. And I'm Lucas. And uh, this, you know, nothing really happened industry news-wise this past week. You know, Game of Thrones had another second episode, or a second episode to the season eight. Kind of a letdown. Really? I know a lot of friends of mine also feel the same way. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's very... It's like the most anime filler episode (laughs) you could possibly imagine. Is it the beach episode? Kind of episode? Uh, it's like the around the fire, let's tell stories kind of episode. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, from what I've heard, isn't it just a calm before the storm? Yeah, but the, the real issue I have with it is that literally at the halfway point, a um, couple people come back and it's like, how long do we have? And they're like, by uh, tomorrow morning at the latest or whatever. Right there. Should have ended episode one on that moment. And just picked it up. We could have had the calm before the storm. And we could have had the calm and the storm in the same episode. You think? Yep. And they could have ended episode two on somebody big either dying or some new cliffhanger. Or like the White Walkers have some other like card up their sleeve. And that's how we go into episode three. Boom. You still have really great episode three, you know? And I guess uh, just a quick question. Going into the storm, who are your top three characters who you think are most likely to die first? Okay, based in on... the next episode, like who are your top three characters that will die Ooh. soonest? Um, I'm gonna say Samuel Tarley. Ooh, Jamie Lannister. My boy, no. Um, I don't know who the third would be. There, it's kind of hard. I could pick Brianna Tarth. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that'd be depressing. Yeah, she actually had a really great moment in the last episode. Okay, um, with Jamie. Um, I, Sounds juicy. I feel like they're not going to kill John not until yet. after, like because the revelation mm-hmm. that, that you learned in episode one was revealed to Daenerys. In I mean, episode. you learned it in the past season. Oh but no, but yeah. like Daenerys finally hears it from John, which was it's it's kind of a cool moment, I guess. But she very clearly reacts the way that we all anticipated she would. Like she takes it instantly threatening. Mm-hmm. She's like, "But then you are the true male, and you would have a claim to the throne." So. She's very threatened by John, and that's kind of how episode two ends, more or less, with that tension, and then they're like, Mm -hmm. boom, the White Walkers are here. So, yeah. Honestly, nothing else really happened. They dropped the new Godzilla King of Monsters trailer. I believe they also dropped the new Detective Pikachu trailer. I saw uh, Lil Dicky's Earth music video. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I haven't. Um, It's for Earth Day. Um, Interesting. It was fine. It's not a great song. It's a cool video, though. Nothing really happened. Like, this was kind of an uneventful weekend. I feel like people did not want to compete with the hype for Avengers Endgame. By the way, I have seen constant ads for Endgame. Endgame has, like, weird crossover advertisements with, like, different companies. They have this weird thing with Google Pixel where you can, like, use these, like, AR emojis and, like, do these weird... And then they have... I think I... I'm not kidding. I think I saw one with, like, the U.S. Army. Oh, wow. Like, there's... I'm not... That's a lot of ads. Yeah, there's a lot of ads. um, A lot of stuff going on. They really want you to go see Avengers. Well, but the weird thing is, like, everyone's already going to go see it. That's exactly what I'm saying. I almost feel like they could have spent no money. Like... They could have dropped a trailer. And I I think the same reaction... They could have not dropped a trailer and everyone... Like, the tickets would have sold out just like they did. Honestly, that'd be a pretty baller move if they didn't drop a trailer. They're like, no, you're... You idiots are going to just go watch it. We we will. Like, they know we will. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe there's like the one people, like the one group of people where they're like, if they don't market a movie, I'm not going to watch it because they. That's ridiculous. I know, there's, just, there's no way there's anything I mean, like that. But. It works for Beyonce. She just drops she just albums. Just it. Yeah. Just dropped an album. Just dropped. Just dropped. A documentary. Ooh. Or it's a concert show document. I don't know. It's it's a probably more closer to a documentary. Yeah. Which we'll, we'll talk about that later. I guess we can move into our next segment. What did we watch this week, Lucas? Uh, we watched uh, Netflix original Black Summer. Black Summer. Uh, done. A zombie series. Yes. At that. Kind of weird in 2019 to have a new zombie series. Yeah, yeah. that kind of fell out after Walking Dead became... Yeah. It went from the highest, most watched, most expensive, like, to run ads for yeah. TV series to the show nobody watches anymore. It, 
I don't know how well Rise of the Walking or no, what is the next this The Rise of the Dead or, or is it is it Fear the Walking Fear Dead? Fear the Walking Dead. I don't know how well that does, but that shoots here in Austin actually. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. Um but back to Netflix's own zombie show. I'm kind of wondering why they chose now to make this show as opposed to like 5 years ago. Because I think it could have been really big. I don't know yeah, how big yeah. it is or how well it's doing, but like I feel like this, there was definitely a peak time for zombie shows. Mm-hmm. That was probably 2014. Way. I want to say. Yeah, like yeah. So I mean, five years ago. Yeah, which is crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah, that was it's so weird because for so long it was just zombies. Like every every game every had game. a zombies mode. Every like every movie, every movie was being zombie, zombie, zombie. They were just pushing that, like, and it was kind of a weird. It was like superhero movies were big <laughs> but they hadn't like just become the everything norm. yeah like because it was like what ya novel movies mm-hmm. and then zombies zombies <laughs> so, i don't know but um i guess we can bring a brief synopsis, brief synopsis. which is actually going to be pretty brief just yeah. a group of strangers from this town they're trying to get to the stadium which seems to be the only safe haven from the zombies uh groups form they get separated and they're all on their quest to make it to the stadium survive the zombies it's pretty simple yeah pretty straightforward i like that yeah that everyone has a very similar goal more or less is just to get to the stadium i mean people have more stakes than others in the sense that like some have family members some are complete on their own some other characters like uh the kind of nefarious affairs like drugs or gangs or something like that or just they're a criminal yeah yeah, yeah. exactly like what or um like there's there's um there's something that this show has not explained yet in the beginning because we both saw the first two episodes Mm -hmm. um they have not explained the timeline of the events of this. No. Um, I'm assuming this is pretty quick. Well, I don't know because they have fences and a lot of yeah. like checkpoints. Yeah. So, so setting that up is a big task. Yeah. Like uh, at one point I was assuming, oh, this is probably like one week after the uh, – like uh, after the outbreak. The incident or something. Yeah. Like- yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure because it seems like they had enough time to – create checkpoints and other stuff like i don't know how yeah, soon it's there's time. like a procedure for dealing yeah. with this which... I, I low-key don't like okay if i were to keep on watching the show i don't want to know why the zombies form that's usually like the weakest part like yeah. you should just take advantage of oh they're zombies you got to deal with them like usually yeah, yeah, when yeah, there's yeah. any sort of backstory it's always the government or like a science experiment went wrong so i kind of wish they keep it ambiguous so far it is in the first two yeah yeah yeah. i I don't know i do the timeline of like when it starts Mm -hmm. because it makes it seem like um it's been a very short time but also like people are just living in other people's houses like people are moving and moving Mm -hmm. it seems like from area to area and like they're just kind of hiding in random homes and like I want to give this show a lot of props for the way it starts off. It's like a five-ish minute, maybe ten minute. I think it's like, like a – I think I counted it, but it's like a 12-minute uh, one take. It's – I it's, mean, there's hidden yeah, no. that you can see where they and are. They're not like, even that hidden. Yeah, that well. but it's like, it's well done. Or, yeah, like this is way more influenced by Children of Man yes. than Walking Dead, I want to yeah. say. Uh, but it's not quite there. No, no, no. But it was close, and I, I will say I was a little bit tense. Um, Were you? I thought I thought it was okay. it was pretty tense for what I was expecting. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but like it was just more tense than I thought I was <laughs> going to be while watching the first ten minutes. But I will say the show does a thing that I'm not crazy about, which is it cuts and then it has like a tag or a little like two word subtitle, yeah, for the next thing, and. The second one is so – it just undercuts what the first Everything, one did, yes. which I was like, what? So in the first episode, every subtitle was the name of the character we were following. Yes. So we went from Rose to Barbara to Ryan to, you know, a bunch of different names. Yeah. But once they established the main cast, the second episode, the subtitles were like more enigmatic stuff like bicycle, drive, run. And the thing is like from subtitle to subtitle – it would still be the same storyline. Like, say, yeah. we're following three characters in Drive, and the next subtitle is Bicycle. And it's still the same three characters. Like, to me... And they kind of cut back in in between the stories uh-huh. to the other the other people. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like they're... Like, like at first I was like, oh, they're doing a book thingy. Like, dividing yeah, yeah. every... Uh, 
sequence chapter every <laughs> every scene every yeah. sequence i don't know what you want to call it uh into its own individual so but it, i don't think it's working to be honest no because there's there's no consistency like i i, I felt oddly like that for the second episode the subtitles like they just slow the pacing of the show it, down. it really does because the second episode i think is for i think it's better than the first one as a whole um i like the the storyline with the three people in the car uh-huh. um i like the interactions they have with this one like other group of people like who are in another truck the the interesting thing about this show um which i'm curious about uh and in, in, like the whole thing is uh like people society seems to have just broken down already like this mm-hmm. one guy in the first episode he's holding women hostage presumably <laughs> going to do bad things mm-hmm. um other people are like just hitting people or like throwing rocks at people's cars and like like people are it seems very like fend for yourself kind of thing but it's weird because like as opposed to the walking dead um like i don't know about fear of the walking dead or whatever mm-hmm. but like the walking dead it kind of picks up with rick and we don't really see the in between so there's not a, like a lot of people left but this one it seems like there's like a good population of like non-infected or like non-zombie people left mm-hmm. so um kind of an interesting way to have society because like there's still like people are still i guess conflicted mm-hmm. or, or some people are just not conflicted at all about doing bad things mm-hmm. but um like uh one thing i want to i think that was pretty cool was this show did something i haven't seen in a zombie movie show or whatever where it follows a zombie for a long part for one of the in the first episode where it introduces like one of the characters mm-hmm. where this lady gets hit by a car and then she be, turns into a zombie which by the way um we're kind of getting the soft spoilers or spoilers but basically when you die it appears that you turn into a zombie yeah. like or if the you're dead yeah or if you're like mortally wounded i guess you do need to die in order yeah. to become well i don't know it's just like that doesn't seem to be enough time for a person to die and then turn into a zombie. But well, yeah, it, it happened. It like, happened. Yeah. In episode two, this um, that, this is another thing where I think the the show is losing consistency. But it might not be. I might just be thinking um, like, if you die, you turn into a zombie. But if you get bit, you also turn into a zombie. I but think I think so. slower. Like if you get bit and don't uh-huh. die, because in the first episode, in the first part, this lady's husband gets bit and he turns into a zombie. In the second episode, this one girl gets bit, but she kind of gets, like, mauled. So, I think she technically died. Uh-huh. And then she gets up and chases the another so guy. So, maybe the zombie bite just slowly kills you, and it's not until you're dead that you turn into a zombie? That's another theory. It's it's It may not be clear yet. They may yeah. explain it. I want to say that's something I was surprised by. is like, the acting is pretty natural, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... Uh, like... People repeat the same phrases over and over again, just like people do in real life, and especially in high stress situations. Uh, I thought the acting was really solid, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but the character writing, I didn't find that hot, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're simple characters, but it's just like, I don't know why I don't feel compelled to want to see them through like there's no single character that i'm like i hope they make it out alive you know for me it's the i don't know she speak she's the korean lady she's is she, is she korean she, she's speaking korean uh, according to the subtitles <laughs> ah okay so yeah i i like her yeah I like her um just because she's but, uh, like she's willing to do like stuff she's like a nice she's a team player she's you know? a team player even um, though she doesn't speak the same language as yeah, yeah. her peers. Yeah. Yeah, I like her, but I, I mean, if she dies, I'm not going to be, like, heartbroken, to be honest. Yeah. One thing I, I am a little confused about is I don't know where she comes from. Like, where Do you remember where the show is taking place? No, they didn't I say. I guess they don't say. Okay. Uh, I guess, speaking of the, where the show takes place, would you have liked, like, I don't know, some sort of sense of direction and space like i don't know like right now i almost feel like they're shooting at the same streets over and over again like and you're supposed to believe they're different streets like i don't have a sense of scope or direction like i assume we're getting closer to the stadium but because i'm not familiar with the area and everything looks pretty much the same 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's no sense of, like, okay, this is our, these are the suburbs and this is, like, you know, the, the ghetto or whatever you want to call it. Uh, like, there's I have no sense of orientation or what area is different to another one. Like, every single street looks exactly the same. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I agree. I think so, the first episode tries to do something to tell you because they have, like, I, I don't know what the term is called. Is it? It's not Rashomon where it's, like, people explaining the same event over, or like, what they saw or something like that. Like, whatever. The, the, the it, Kurosawa movie? Y- well, yeah, but, like, the that's, like, the, the term before they call they call it now. Like, whenever it's, oh. like, one person. I've never heard that. You never, okay. But I, I think the Akira, I mean, Akira Kurosawa movie it's that did different. that. different. I think it's Jojimbo. So. Jo- so. But, like, okay, but basically, like, you know, the first episode's kind of, like... Or am I mistaken? I think it, it may be Rashomon. I always... No, no, it's mis- Rashomon, the movie okay. where, like, different people are telling the same story. Okay, okay, uh, sorry. But this one is kind of like that, but it's just, like, the similar things happen in certain parts of the yeah. show that link the characters together, more or less. Mm-hmm. But, but you um, get a, like, kind of pay attention. Like, yeah. the Korean lady, she was in the background in the first sequence, but later you see who she was hanging out first, yeah. and before that exact sequence i I don't know i kind of going back to your point about like not knowing the difference i like of location i think everything looks the same i get it you from i think i get it because like they're in the first episode they're very clearly in a neighborhood Mm -hmm. second episode it's like a city yeah like the outskirts or like like but did you feel like once you're inside the neighborhood or you're inside the city Every single turn and street looks exactly the same. Yes. I like, mean, every no, house looks the same. Every uh, store looks the same. Like, everything they, everything they pass by, like, it almost makes me feel like they only shot in one street. And, like, they just manipulated the editing in order to make it seem like it's more than one street. Oh, yeah. I, I think a lot in this show uh, about the, like, trash that's in the road, like, people will just put... Like I, I, the funny thing is, like I think if if I was on a set on set with them, there would definitely be like a dedicated trash person where they're just like, all right, we're gonna drive down the street, throw some trash, make make sure this street looks like debris ridden uh-huh. or whatever. The weird thing is, like the show looks like it like there's a lot of set pieces. Um, in terms of like huh. there's big cars that they have or there's really crashing. Big, yeah, there's like car crashes and there's like a giant neighborhood that they're using like. The scope of the show seems like they had a pretty big budget, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, which is pretty interesting. But like for for me, um, like it was just weird because if I was making a zombie show, I don't know if I would have taken the sort of like way like the the show looks like color wise. Uh huh. Everything's kind of blue and gray, like Children of Men. Yeah. So, but it's that it doesn't look as good. No. <laughs> so, uh, like, I don't know. It it's kind of. It kind of gets dull to look at, um, which like maybe is be like you're kind of getting numb, and then boom, something scary or something. I don't know. I did want to say one thing about the sound. Uh, I want to ask you, what did you watch it on? My iPad with headphones or just through the speakers? Just through the speakers. Okay, I I listened to it with headphones on my phone. Okay, and I also listened to it on my xbox like through with with the speaker or anything okay i don't know if this is for everybody but on my phone it was so quiet on the full volume like it was it was ridiculous like i i I think that's your phone bro (laughs) no like because i I listened to another netflix show and it was the same it was not not the same thing it was definitely way louder interesting i was like this is it's so confusing um and like i was i because i just come from my xbox i think i watched the first episode on my xbox uh through my like speaker that i have and then i watched the second episode on my phone and i was like i was in a quiet room too like i was in a computer lab completely by myself like editing another video and then i was like watching it while i was editing and i was like nobody is here i can barely hear this like it was it was, it was wild um but it's just Weird. like a, a, sw- a slight problem i had but i don't know no it happened to me All right. i mean maybe because i was also reading subtitles okay and i wasn't editing while watching a show true <laughs> however i did have the volume all the way up but whatever um i guess we could get to did we like it hmm what did you think i found it kind of boring to be honest like i am um, i don't feel like i want to keep on watching because like i said i don't particularly care if any one character makes it to the stadium or 
even if the stadium is just a trap or whatever. It's going to be some, a trap. It's going to be a trap like, for sure. For I I okay. I didn't hate it, but um like they the show has potential. It it shows a lot of potential in certain areas. Filmmaking and film, acting yeah. is one of them. Yeah, and I think that was great and like but the 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 way that each episode is structured needs a lot of work, I think. Mm. Or it's just <laughs> they need the arrested development season four treatment. Just re editing everything. I don't even this I don't know if the show has enough like footage to do that. Mm. Because like at least with the rest of development, it was like a lot every of, episode had the same events happening with every different characters. Like it was, it seemed that must have been a pain to shoot. But like I don't know. Um, this I feel like doesn't have. I don't think I don't think it could fix it. Like with editing, let's mm-hmm. say. I think maybe. I think if they're clever about yeah, how they cut actually, their scenes and stitch them all together, yeah, I, I you think can fix it with editing. I think it will flow better. Fix, like it currently course. doesn't flow well. No, part of the reason if I was. Making the show, I would not have the breaks, no. the subtitle. Um, I guess I don't know. I'm I didn't love it. I'm probably not going to keep watching. I think the way episode two ends is interesting, though. Um, yeah, because people were they're both trying to kill each other, and then now they're working together. Like the 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 drop of the hat, like like survival becomes very evident, and I mm-hmm. like that. Like the people were like, "Well, we were trying to take your stuff, but now." We're kind of at a disadvantage, so now let's just work together. Like, without saying anything, you know? Mm-hmm. P- people make that decision. I think the show does a couple... It has a couple scenes like that where interactions between humans are um, very, like, you know, like... You, you get the spontaneousness of it, but also you get the, like, the reality of it. And also, how like, that's, a, like, a realistic decision for somebody to make. Um, because people are still humans, you know, with morality. Yeah. So... I, I do like the way that the show is sort of playing with morality, but, you know, not great. Not bad. Uh, you know. If you're craving zombie. a new zombie show, yeah, maybe it for you. But maybe not, because it's not even your conventional kind of zombie story. Like, you barely kind of see them, but it's not like a lot of, like, monster movies where you don't see yeah. the monster, but the monster's still terrifying. Like, yeah. So far, it seems like humans. You have to worry, watch out for humans more than zombies. Yeah, but, like, like that's already kind of... That's pretty common in monster stories. Oh, no, stories. but, like, at least in, you see more zombies. This one, sure. I, I think there's maybe, like... You could probably count how many zombies there are on one hand. Yeah. Or two hands, I mean. like In each episode. And I would say in both of them. I think uh, there's technically less than ten. Probably. Like, it's it's interesting, um, the fact that there are so few. But uh, that's another interesting aspect of the show. Like, I mean, I, I get the sense that people are afraid because there's a lot of people running. Yeah. And so I get that. But, like, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of zombies. But... Yeah, I mean, all right, moving on to our I Watch, You Watch section. Um, this past week, I watched uh, Brie Larson's Unicorn Store, her directorial debut, Netflix original, and for me, you watched... Uh, our Planet, uh, also Netflix original, from what I could gather, uh, BBC co-production, or maybe full-on production. It's the same people as Blue Planet and all those gorgeous... Uh, documentaries about nature yep well do you want to go first sure uh so our planet uh i'm gonna say the opening images made me think oh this is computer generated for sure there's no way things can look this pretty or be just so aesthetically pleasing but it just kept going and going i'm like wait not everything can be cg like Nah, I don't think so. Like, this can't be real. It's too gorgeous. And I had to look it up and... Yeah, the BBC promises that everything you see is 100% real. Like, of wow. course, there's color correction and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Uh, But I'm just like, how do you even frame this stuff to, like, just look so perfect? It seems staged, but, like, you know, you can't control animals, especially in docks. Yeah. Like, you're just, like observing from so far away uh so yeah breathtaking visuals for sure and the score watch this on the biggest screen possible in maybe not biggest but the highest quality screen you probably have like if if you have any sort of 4k monitor please watching in that Mm. over your 1080 uh tv screen per se uh 
the music is also pretty good. I mean, I think it's also the same composers as Blue Planet and all these other shows with great production values. Mm-hmm. And okay, you know what I was talking about? Caring for your subjects and or characters per se. Yeah. Like Black Summer had writers and they re- really didn't manage to suck me into the characters. But our planet, like they just show me like baby flamingos trying to catch Aww. up to the rest of the herd and it's just like you gotta make it oh no wait to the rest of the flock yeah because they're birds yes oh uh, the and, the and like they had like salt solidified to their legs so they were stumbling and it seems to me that they left one chick behind oh my like, god i was just like can't the camera people like do something for them like yeah it's dying right in front of them, but I guess... This is great TV. <laughs> or like, you know, uh, the documentary creed of you cannot intervene with subjects. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally... I don't know. If you were a filmmaker doing a documentary, would you intervene if you saw... I would intervene if... Uh, exactly. Okay, yeah. Okay. I would. Especially like if it's like an animal dying of thirst and i have a bunch of food and water for my crew yeah it's like okay (laughs) let's get stuff any kind of surface where we can put water and (laughs) give it to the poor animal you know like it makes you feel like at moments i was like dude am i gonna cry i don't want to cry um that's so interesting though that i'm 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 happy that the show has like character it has emotion to it well because It makes you care, uh, not only about the individual animals, but even the planet as a whole, because some of the stuff that's happening is pretty depressing in the sense like oh. deforestation and pollution. And Does the show cover? like Not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, so far has just studied ecosystems, uh, the ocean, the woodlands, the desert, like different kind of... Uh, areas of the planet uh it's just so pretty but here's the thing i'm not really a documentary kind of person like Ah. sometimes like unless it's in a subject i'm really interested in or people like really vouch for it um and especially i'm not into documentary series of like different episodes Ah. like to me uh, I think the first episode is like 59 minutes long. Wow. I'm like, oh, this is enough. Yeah. Great documentary. Like, I don't feel personally compelled to keep on watching. Like, I'm sure it's all worth it, but I don't know. Like, that's, I feel like that's just me because I'm not a doc person. Uh, but people who love dogs, especially, you know, nature documentaries. Yeah. This is your cup of tea. I'm, I'm, Pretty sure. I'm definitely, I think, going to check this one out because I I saw the, like, promos for it. There's a billboard, like, near campus, uh-huh. which is hilarious. It's just, like, right there. And it's it's a little polar bear, and it looks so pretty. And I don't yeah, know. I am a nature I'll, documentary guy. I, I do like You do? Yeah, I like them a lot. I mean, cause, because of the, like, it makes you feel for these animals, like um like a lot like i told you a little while ago like i saw this documentary about wolves and it was mm-hmm. three hours long and it was just like i don't even know what's going on with these wolves lives but they have way too much drama going on for animals but it was pretty great um th- this it just seems so like pretty mm-hmm. like that's that's the one thing i think i that oh i could keep watching it or i could have it on in the background because i would just look over every now and then just be like oh my god mm-hmm. you know like um does part of you ever think that like the world um like will never look that pretty through your eyes like oh yeah i i know it will never look that good that's that's one of my one issue with nature documentaries is like you can see beautiful footage of things and so cinematic and like Mm -hmm. the way everything looks is incredible you go there and just like oh some dirt on the ground yeah (laughs) i don't know that's why it makes you feel like oh this was manipulated digitally but I mean, it's not, it's not supposed to. Apparently not. I mean, yeah. Well, and honestly, like the amount of budget that goes into these kind of shows is like, why don't you use that money to save the environment, people? It's like I don't know, but like 
you're just getting into trouble when you start considering those kind of stuff. They would are. I mean, a lot of the time, I think um, they will keep track of their like carbon footprint. Sometimes, uh-huh. like I know Leonardo DiCaprio's, like he made a climate change documentary, like our freshman year of college, and um, he like recorded his whatever. And at the end of the thing, it was like uh, this was this whole trip was. Like blah blah blah, something like our carbon for here's our carbon footprint or whatever, mm-hmm. and like I don't, it, it, they like said like wh- how much they use and like what they're doing or whatever to, to stop compensate. It. Yeah, so it was it was like okay, so maybe I'm sure like they have they to probably do out. like, and I mean it raises awareness for people to actually start doing stuff. So I don't know. I feel like if you don't like this, like I don't know, you're what a kind bad of person. person. Yeah, you're probably not a good person. <laughs> or, or like I don't know, like you don't like visuals or good music or like i don't know it's just like it's so hard to not like this okay you know it's impossible but like to keep on watching uh that's probably a different subject like it yeah. just comes down to a matter of personal taste okay no i get that um speaking of taste speaking of taste and good music and good visuals Ooh. let's talk about the opposite <laughs> unicorn sore um I'm, I'm lying about the visuals um there's some interesting things they do with color uh i guess real quick before i talk about that the movie is about this girl named kit um she is kind of i guess a a man child you know Man, woman, child. I don't know how you said that. But, like, basically, she's, like, a, a, a child in an adult's body. Okay. Not, like, um, like some mystical thing. Like she's just... She acts like a child. Um, she's whimsical, would you say? Yes. Okay. Um, kind of... What's the term? Manic pixie dream girl or whatever? Yeah. You ever heard, well, I forget exactly what that means. Manic like, pixie dream girl. Yeah. Do you remember exactly what that means? It was, it was something like, you know, just... Ramona Flowers and uh, Summer from 500... Days of Summer, I thought. They were like yeah. the stereotypical. Oh yeah, Zoe De Chanel. Yeah. The, the prototypical. Um, she's kinda similar to like that in this movie. Okay. Where she kinda acts young and innocent and you know, it's weird. Um, but basically this the movie is about Kit and she is just recently either been kicked out or she left art school and she's kind of low at a low point in her life where she's trying to figure out what to do then she joins the temp agency and she starts getting these letters okay they're from samuel jackson Ooh. which i had no idea he was in this movie um at I knew all it. i knew and that it, blew, it literally blew my mind because <gasps> i was like whoa especially when you see how he how he's like he has these weird like streamer things in his hair Okay. Okay, but either either way, he's this salesman, and what does he sell? Art unicorns. Oh, okay. Yep, actual unicorns. That's what he claims to sell. And Brie Larson, Kit, um, is meets him in basically the movie. He's he tells her like you have to do these certain things in order to get a unicorn, and the movie is kind of about her doing those things. Huh. So, I guess before I get into spoilers for it, because I might spoil some of this, because uh, I'm going to ask you, are you planning on watching this? I mean, depending on your recommendation. Okay, I'm going to get into some soft spoilers. Okay. Um, basically to explain, like, why I'm not sure if I recommend this movie. Um, basically, the movie kind of feels like it's all over the place, I think. Um, so, there's a plot line about trying to get the unicorn Mm -hmm. and then there's a plot line with like what she's doing to get that unicorn like okay i should say there's a there's a whole like moments where she's with samuel jackson and then there's moments where she's like doing things that he's telling her to do and they're with this one guy i forget his name he was a great actor by the way um he's kind of like her crush okay so to speak or i don't even know until i don't really know but Basically, and there's this whole other, like, subplot at her temp job that she gets mm-hmm. where she has this ad project for a vacuum cleaner that she's supposed to pitch, like, an advertising campaign for it. And then she has this other plot with her family 
which is also tied into the unicorn plot, but like she lives at home. Uh-huh. Um, she's an adult woman living at home in the basement. Uh, basically, she feels like a failure and like she kind of is angry at her parents. Um, it just feels like there's a lot going on. And for me, I think the whole point of the whole unicorn story or like, I don't, I, the point of the movie, I think, is to like tell you to grow up. Okay. Or something. Does like, she grow up? I guess. Mm. It's so weird because there's mixed messages where like she'll be saying things like, be yourself. Like, be yourself. Or, like, like things that, it, like, people would tell to inspire a child. Uh-huh. But then, like, the way the movie ends, it's, it's kind of like, like she's growing up. Like, she's, the, like, giving her childhood, like, self or dreams. Like, she's, like, growing up. It's It was kind of a weird, conflicting message, which is why, like, I'm not sure if I'm just reading it wrong. Like, I think the unicorn, like, the idea of unicorn is symbolic of her childhood. Is it just, like, Blade Runner? <laughs> just kidding. Can, you want me to spoil it for you? Sure, go ahead. All right. Uh, spoiler alert, everyone. There, the unicorn exists. It's real. It's real. Okay. Yep. How's that a spoiler? I don't. I don't. Did I say that? The, I don't know. Like the way you told me, I was like, "Oh, he sells unicorns." I guess. Well, that's, that's a thing what in he's this world. You to believe. Oh. And then turns out, like the guy she's with, who's helping her, like she. The, uh, Samuel Jackson says you need to build a proper like home for the thing so she builds like a stable for it and he's the guy that helps her build a stable like go get hay or whatever like uh-huh. you know he helps her with the tasks more or less and, like and- you're supposed to believe the whole time that he's just lying about it or like he's also like kind of the movie doesn't like tell you he's lying it doesn't really even make it seem like he's lying uh-huh. the interesting thing is like it's just not believable, so, like, you're think, not inclined to believe it. Uh-huh. So, he, we, like, the the guy that she's with feels like he's kind of giving her her the runaround, like, trying to take her identity or something or her, like, financial information. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's like, no, it's for real, it's for real, it's real. And, like, you know, the whole time you're like, you're like, is it real? I feel, like, I feel like it's kind of real, um, but, like, the movie, you don't really know for sure that the unicorn exists until the end of the movie. Um but yeah, like the it's just such a weird like everything wraps up like the stories they get wrapped up, but like kind of conveniently I feel like at times like the stuff she just has problems with her parents, then that kind of just gets solved because she has a conversation like a heart to heart with her mom, which is not like I'm not saying like that's not how it would happen, but like it just feels kind of like kind of fast or whatever, and everything is leading towards this one day. Um, basically like her ad thing is that one day her unicorn is supposed to come on that one day. Um, and like she has, she's supposed to have like this talk with her parents on that day or something like that. (laughs) What a coincidence. Yeah. Like there's just a lot of stuff happening on this one day and it was just weird because like everything gets fixed and it's just kind of like, like, I don't know. Everything just feels a little bit undeserved yeah uh i can see that with so many storylines happening there was an interesting part okay before i talk about i I guess i could talk about brie larson's character for a little bit kit genuinely unlikable yeah she is that's i guess that's kind of what she was going for which is like a selfish kind of just kid you know but who's in an adult like who never like somebody who just Mm -hmm. never really grew up and i think if like if that's how she was trying to play it she succeeded but it was just weird because she's she's like angry at her parents for like like loving her or something like Like, she aren't we all well she's kind of like the like it's kind of the the thing where like you're mad that nothing bad ever happened to you you know like you had like a normal childhood Uh, like everything was fine so like you're just upset because like you didn't experience it, like it's I've heard of people like yeah that. I, I have heard of that as well. But I mean, in this case, you see it, and like her her dad and her have a conversation about that, where it's like you know, like you nothing has happened to you or whatever. So it's like like she, they go to this. Her parents work at this camp, and they're talking with kids who have like actually experienced stuff. And his dad, her dad's like, "Well, you've never you haven't experienced anything like that, so why are you angry?" You know, mm-hmm. and it's like 
several times in this movie like even samuel jackson's character calls herself it like people are telling her she's bad you know and she's self-righteous i guess she's not even like self-righteous like the there's not like very many there's no like political or like sexist or like any like kind of undertones to this movie i mean there's this weird character where he's like sort of harassing her sexually not sexually Ew. but like he's just like he's being it's not okay he's her boss and he'll be like close to her and like sniff her hair and stuff oh, no and, no yeah. that's sexual harassment no, no, okay, yeah yeah okay then it's sexual harassment but like uh like nothing happens like other than that really and then even that kind of gets wrapped up in uh, like kind of a weird way i don't know it was the dynamic she has with him is super weird because at one point she's like hoping he will try something no like she gives the pitch and it it doesn't go super great and she's like hoping he will like be the one to like stick up for her and like be like no i liked your pitch or something like that maybe we should go with what she has and uh like never happens no he he like goes with the other one or something but it's just it was just weird like there's nothing overtly political about this movie um there's like some weird dialogue uh, there's one time she's like, "That's the nicest thing a man has ever said to me," and like, it's like, okay, like it's kind of kind of weird how she said it. And there's another one where like, this, uh, like, it was, there was this really weird scene where she meets the guy who's like helping her fix stuff, and it was just like, she was like, "You don't look like a," I think his name is like Virgil or something or whatever. She's like, "You don't look like a whatever," and he's like what what and she's like yeah you look like a jack or a fox or something he's like what what and like that part was super weird i don't know the movie just has some like weird character like interaction trying to be quirky or whatever yeah (laughs) i don't know like she's just kind of she's quirky i guess and uh, some of the dialogue is it kind of comes off a little weird Mm -hmm. i don't know i wasn't crazy about it I, i don't think there's anything bad i think the directing style was pretty you know Decent job. The acting, everybody acting in the movie does a pretty good job. Like I don't think there's a bad performance. Performance, okay. Um, you know, it's just kind of a weird script. Okay. Like I, I don't think it's the best, like structured movie. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. It kind of felt like this could have been sort of like a limited series. Okay. And yeah. They would have had more time with each storyline. It could have like flushed it out a little bit. Um, maybe even flow it a little better. Yeah. Um. And then it would have probably been better, but, like, the, I don't know, it's just, it's not something I would say, like, don't watch, but it's, like, it kind of, I want to say my biggest issue with this movie as a whole, aside from, like, the structure of it or, like, how much is going on, is the movie changes from, like, it it goes from this lady who's, like, down on her luck, you know, like, a child living in her parents' house, like, now grown up, she's just, like, she feels like a burden, she feels like a failure, like, starting a temp job, um, and then suddenly, like, something fantastical just happens to her. Uh-huh. Like, out of nowhere. And it was just, it felt super weird. Like, it just shifted to, like, fantastical. Like, everything grounded, super realistic, you know, like, well, well a lot of people go through what she's going through, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. G- Getting out of high college or whatever, not having a job, feeling bad, you know, like, that's a very proper Grounded, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, boom. Samuel Jackson's like, I Fantasy. know what you want. You want a unicorn. I mean, I guess it's kind of escapism, but it's seem like, okay, just like Pan's Labyrinth. It's about it es- escaping reality through fantasies. Yeah. Uh, it's really well focused. Like, every single character has a defined goal, and it's A through B, and maybe a little subplot with each character because of their how they're inter- uh, interrelated, basically. Yes. But the way you're describing this is just like, too much is happening and not a lot of focus. Like even yeah. like as an escapist piece of media. If it were me, I would have cut out the work, like the temp job mm-hmm. storyline okay. completely. Because everything else kind of revolves around with the unicorn. Yeah, like the family yeah. drama, I guess. Because like and the guys like Samuel Jackson's like you have to have a loving home in order to have mm-hmm. this. Like you yeah, fix yeah, your home. I can I, see that. And then like, but the the job they they try to like tie it in at the end. Or she's like, my parents will be really proud of me if I get this promotion. And then Samuel Jackson's like, well, don't mess it up. And so it's like they're trying to tie in the job to the home life so that she can get the unicorn. Mm-hmm. 
I want to say one thing though. Like Rocky, where he doesn't win the fight at the end, uh-huh. she doesn't get the unicorn. Okay. She's like, I don't want it. She's like, somebody else can have it. I don't think I need you anymore. Because there's a whole other thing. She's well, like, because she grows up. I'm she assuming. grows up, and also like she's found a friend, like Virgil. I don't know if that's his name. I think his name's Virgil, but uh, like she never had a friend before. She never even had a pet. Which is like their parents were like, "Well, you were never like we should have got you a puppy or something." Sorry, no. Um, but yeah, she like she's just like now has a friend and she's so she doesn't she doesn't even get the uniform. I mean, well, because she grew up, I guess I don't know. But it's like I, the whole movie. I, I hate when movies do that. Like even Rocky. Like I'm glad like in other Rocky movies he wins. You know, like I'm okay with the protagonist losing. To be honest. I'm okay. I, well, like, like this is not even a loss. No, no, no. What no, you're no. describing, but like it's the whole movie's building to something, and then you get to that point where like that something is achievable, or like you, uh-huh. it's within their grasp, and they're like, "No, nah, I don't want it," or like that's or, just like cars <laughs> when he no, refuses okay. to win Never the mind. piston cup. Okay, Rocky. I still love Rocky because at least he gets close to winning. Like Rocky's not really a bad, ex- you know. Rocky's a horrible analogy. Cars is a good analogy. He doesn't uh-huh. win. You know, he he doesn't win by choice. Uh huh. You know. Well, because he, uh, I'm not even the biggest Cars fan, but like, well, he grew up, he he learned his lesson, like, yeah. like glory is not everything if kindness comes first, I guess. But like, what you're describing, I'm not even sure what she learned, like, just to be a, like, a an adult that can make have friends, a, make friends, have a healthy relationship with their parents and have a job and a career. I don't know. Like, I guess that's really real like that's what everyone kind of has to go through once they reach adulthood but it just i don't know it just seems it's just a little bit all over the place a movie where stuff happens is the way you're describing it to me like it doesn't like the way you're describing it to me is like stuff happens and then stuff happens it's like stuff happens i don't understand like why that had to happen because like i feel like you know it's just like there's just a lot going like i the movie makes sense you know, it's just things kind of wrap up really quickly and like, I don't know, the the unicorn is real and you're like, cool. And you're like, well, she she like has a whole emotional scene with it. She's just like, no, I don't want it. Okay. And, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know what this means. You know, I, I feel like such an idiot sometimes when I, there's like, <laughs> there's a thing staring me in the face and I'm like, is this what this means? You know, like, like does, is this her childhood or is this her like her fears of like growing up or like being able to function in society like what is what does the unicorn symbolize and i think about it i'm just like you know what i don't freaking care because you didn't get the stupid unicorn you know like she made a whole like stable for it in her backyard and she's just like nah i don't want it nah i'm good you'll make somebody else happy that's another thing samuel jackson's like i know another lady who's who wants one real bad and i was like I don't understand this store that you have. Like, I thought it was, like, a per-person thing. And then, no, I don't get like, the, whatever. I'm not going to go back to the logic. Basically, it's just a weird, weird stuff, you know? And, oh, my God. You know, the more I think about this movie, the more I don't like it. But <laughs> uh, that tends to happen. But, yeah, basically, like, um, I, I don't think I would just, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's not amazing. Uh, I think the music is kind of annoying. Okay. Like, the music is very, like, fantastical, kind of, like... Whimsical. Yeah, and it's just, like, I don't need it. There's, <laughs> I, I feel like it ruins certain moments where it's just a little too on the nose or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, it's not a bad movie. I think Brie Larson... This is, pr- like, my second favorite thing that I've seen her in. Scott Pilgrim being the first. I haven't seen Room, but... Uh, yeah, I think she did a way better job in this movie than Captain Marvel. Like, um, honestly, I don't know why they didn't like, like this movie. It seems like she knows how to make like a pretty decent movie. So like, I think if she's going to make another Captain Marvel movie, I feel like they should give her a shot at directing. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Which I would, I think would be pretty cool. Cause like, you know, it's her, like she, it's so weird. Like being a director, like directing yourself directing the camera directing everyone else around mm-hmm. you and then also like acting yeah so it's like it just seems like a lot and i think and i heard that she does a lot of her stunts allegedly so it's yeah. like that that would be an added yeah i mean like, like i'd be interested in watching captain marvel 2 directed by brie larson to be honest yes, i i'm not saying that it'd the, be interesting it would, i don't know yeah. so i don't know if it'd be good but like, but like that's i would i'm i'm willing to try that over, yeah i'm willing to try that you know 
I don't know what the the plan for the next one is, but you know, give her a shot. She seems she like she knows what she's doing. Um, and I think I feel like going back to like Captain Marvel, like if she's directing herself, she's kind of like knowing what she like maybe looks like. She'll be checking behind the camera, so she can be like, "Oh, why doesn't this come off kind of stoic or like you know just still?" You I know, mean- like. She probably knows the character better than anyone else. So. She is the character. So like, exactly. I feel like that that could be a really interesting thing. I mean, like do that with more superhero movies. Let the freaking lead direct the movie. Well, that was what was supposed to happen with the Ben Affleck Batman movie. But oh, yeah. That just completely fell apart. I was super excited for that. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, but it, it was, it was going to be like, how is he going to direct with a freaking Batman suit? <laughs> Like, that would have been so silly. You wouldn't take directions from Batman? No. Gosh. It's like, I'm Batman. Batflick. I don't know. I would, I just, I think that would be... That would be interesting. interesting Creative choice that... uh, Marvel, give her a shot. I think she would, she'd do pretty good, you know? I think, uh, didn't Chris uh, Evans say that he wants to move on to directing? Yes, he did. So, like, if he, well, we don't know what's going to happen in Endgame. Yeah. But say he remains alive and very much active in the MCU... Yeah. It'd be really interesting to see a Chris Evans directed Captain America movie. Like a farewell story. Like Logan. Oh, like Lo oh my god, I would cry. Yeah. So bad. Like the moment that movie is announced, I'd be like, man. It's like literally just like a shot for shot remake of Logan. Logan, but it's Captain yeah. America. <laughs> That'd be great. I- I'd buy that. I would I mean, yeah, give give more actors directing gigs. And I say that as someone who wants to direct and is not an actor. Mm-hmm. Take our jobs away. Take our jobs away. I'm kidding. But, like, you know, I think it would be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully I'll try something like that. I feel like we've been rambling a little bit. But uh, we can get into what we're going to talk next or talk about next week. So, together, we're both going to watch the Beyonce... Homecoming documentary. Bum, bum, bum. Only on Netflix. Only on Netflix. is about her, I guess, famous Coachella, Coachella performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, heard a lot about it. Didn't see it because I am poor. Uh, <laughs> but now I can because I'm poor. So Hell, yeah. And then for you, uh-huh. I'm going to have you watch the Amazon uh, Prime original show. What was it called? Guava Island. There you go. Guava Island. Um, you know, pretty interesting. It's a musical show, I guess. I think so, yeah. I mean, is it music- uh, written and stars Childish Gambino, directed by Hero. What's his. I forgot his name, but he directs most of the Atlanta episodes. Wow, okay. Hero... Yeah. Oh, do you know his name? No. He, he directed the This America. I mean, a bunch of Childish Gambino music wow. videos, so... Yeah, it should this... be visually interesting. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Uh, although it's 50 minutes long. 15? Uh, no, 50. Oh, it's... so it's not quite feature length, but it's not a short either, so... Yeah, okay. It should be interesting. interesting yeah. I'm excited. Uh, and I'll have you watch the Hulu Originals. It's start. not a Hulu Original type. Oh, it's not a Hulu I think Original? It's TBS or TNT. Oh, really? But it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's the Chris Pine starring I Am the Knight. I Am the Knight. Without the K. Chris Pine. What, what, is, what is it? It's Chris Pine. Uh, never mind. That's a stupid Vine reference. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm very excited. I guess we'll catch y'all later. And uh, hopefully, Endgame is really good. We'll probably. We'll, no, we'll be releasing a movie review at some For point. Sure. Uh, yeah, definitely going to talk a lot of spoilers. Yeah, I'm going to go later. see it before Steven, so I may spoil it for I'm him. I'm seeing it at 11 p.m. and I'm freaking out about I'm it. I'm seeing it at 7.30, oh. just in time to spoil it for Steven. Yep. Well, I'll catch y'all later, guys. Peace. Later.